Assalamualaikum and welcome to another episode for the MMA Monday here on the Funket Pod. It's been a UFC heavy weekend here in the MMA world, so time to talk about what happened at the last UFC event, UFC 265, and what's going to happen this next week. As always, the only MMA podcast in the world that is not sponsored by Manscaped, and it stays like this until Manscaped sponsors us. All right, let's jump into what happened just right now at UFC 265 this past weekend and well sometimes I try to start with like the I know the prelims and then slowly build up let's talk about the <laughs> and no that's not, a, not, a, not an offense towards heavyweights let's start with the elephant in the room which is the main event uh, heavyweight world interim championship title on the line between Derek the Black Beast Lewis number two in the heavyweight rankings and Cyril born whatever gone number three in the heavyweight rankings I believe already crazy fast uh, I'll ascend from Cyril Gan through the heavyweight rankings um, and this unfortunately played out exactly the way everybody saw it playing out except for Derek Lewis landing at one right hand. Everyone was joking around. It's going to be like a five-round clinic by Garn, slowly picking Lewis apart, and Lewis is going to land this one big shot and going to win by knockout, right? Yeah, so it didn't happen. Garn was picking him apart for one and a half round, two and a half rounds or so, and then that was it. Then he finished him TKO. Um, very disappointing. I don't know, Lewis is probably going to say that wasn't the case, but Lewis seemed really tense. Like, I have never seen him that tense in a fight. Usually he's all like, whatever, come, stand and bang, and all loose and so on. Maybe this in his hometown in front of a huge crowd that popped huge when he walked out. It was amazing, great, great feeling to see like how the crowd popped for Derek Lewis. Uh, but maybe that, that just got to him. Like, Lewis was all tense and Garn was super composed. It's, as someone who trains Muay Thai, um, Gan was the perfect example. Like my coaches here, if they would know him, the Thai coaches, they would love him because he did exactly what coaches here tell you to do all the time. It's like stay loose, stay cool. There's a Thai saying for it. It's like sabai sabai, meaning um, and don't worry, be be calm, happy, content with yourself. Just be cool, be elusive. And that's exactly what, what Gan was doing as a heavyweight, which makes it really impressive. Right? So his movement in and out, left, right, just moving all the time, moving his head all the time, switching stances and so on. Just fantastic. Um, so from a technical point of view, masterclass by Gan, like really good. And then even going in for the kill when he had the chance. So Awesome. Would I have liked to see Derek Lewis win? Of course I would have liked to see Derek Lewis win. I love his celebrations. I love his, uh, his comments, obviously, his interviews. Did Gan deserve to win? Yes. Um, was it an, a very quick way to a championship? Yes. But the way he finishes or he won, the way he did the resume, not the way how he finished the fights before, how he won the previous fights, but his resume looks pretty good. He had a few decisions on there, obviously, but smart fighting doesn't take much damage. Nice. So his resume looks quite good. So him versus Nganu should be a very interesting matchup, I believe. Question will be, can Gan do the same thing to Nganu? Can he stick and move and so on? Or is, is Nganu just too explosive? Um, and will Nganu's explosiveness, explosiveness sorry, help him to maybe reach 
gone better than Lewis. Like Lewis tried to explode a few times, didn't really work for him, right? So will this be better for or more, I don't know, successful for Gano? This should be uh, interesting. I mean, let's hope we see this fight by the end of the year. That would be really nice. So congratulations, uh, Cyril Gan, third round TKO. The fight that I was really happy about, and because of course, I, even though I'm a Muay Thai fighter, I like I, I like Lewis, of course. So the, the fight that I was happy about watching and also the outcome uh, was, of course, Jose Aldo Jr. versus uh, Pedro Munoz. Munoz also really, really nice guy, really good fighter. And I was celebrating his win over Cody Garber and like no other, of course. But in this case, War Aldo, right? War Aldo, here we go. And when Aldo then walked out, with a crowd run this town and the speakers the crowd's going crazy that was fantastic i can't wait to have an, have an aldo main event again mm. let's be honest the first round was close but i the commentary was like oh it was close i don't know who won that so i would have given it to aldo still because he checked like basically everything and landed a few more more punches a few more jabs but as he does, as a Muay Thai fighter does, um, at the first round is like, see what your opponent got, look at the weapons, understand, register, and then devise a game plan how to counter those things or how to negate those things. That's exactly what Aldo did. Second round was much better for Aldo. Third round was was all Aldo, basically. And uh, the only thing that I still miss a little are the leg kicks. He's really boxing heavy. The few times he was letting the leg kicks loose, he hurt Munoz. Like, he turned him around, he even set him down once, right? So I'm not sure, maybe he can implement those leg kicks a little bit more again, but he said he's focusing on the boxing a lot by now. Also, the fact that he focused so much on boxing, maybe that, that led to Munoz not being worried about the leg kicks anymore, and then he, he lets, lets the leg kick go once or twice, and then he really hurt Munoz and even set him down. Uh, overall, well, 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 well-deserved unanimous decision. Not even the Texas judges could F that up for Jose Aldo Jr. Can't wait to see more of him. Um, let's hope next fight again, main event or something, because um, it would be awesome. Aldo versus Dillashaw. Oh, yes. That'd be great. Of course, Dillashaw sitting out for a title shot, waits for the title shot, obviously makes sense. But just imagine, that would be so cool. Next year. Aldo was a Diller show. Aldo was a Sandhagen. Ah, so many good matches there. Yes. Jose Aldo, well done. You're the man. Yes. Uh, also the man. Also great fight. Also happy about the outcome. Even though I like Michael Chiesa a lot. Like as an analyst, commentator, he's amazing. He's really funny. He's cool. He's smart. His fighting style is not always the most... I know, fan-friendly, let's say, like this. Vicente Luque, on the other hand, always very fan-friendly fights, right? He goes out and just lets go. Awesome. He's also well-spoken. He's funny. I like him a lot. And here, um, he started off well by cutting off the cage, like, and trying to walk walk Chiesa down. But Chiesa, like, was, like, circling around, right? It was kind of smart, like, trying to bait Luque out. Um... Then actually Chiesa got Luke down. He's like, oh, but it's early. Let's see what happens now. And then Michael Chiesa was chasing the, the rear naked joke. But Luke is obviously also really good on the ground. He was defending it. Um, probably like jiu-jitsu is like better for Luke than pure wrestling, right? So he was defending it, slipping out and then hitting the, the Dars. And that was just beautiful transition from Vicente Luke there. And then actually getting Chiesa to tap first loss for Chiesa in the new weight class on in welterweight um, well done we send the look then a very polite call out um, of Kamaru Usman Usman responded on Twitter saying oh, well done my friend congratulations 
we shall or maybe we will dance sooner we will dance soon or something like this so uh, congratulations on Vicente Luca great fight great um, like I mean great one round <laughs> great great victory here um, well done uh, Michael Chiesa had a heads up got caught there probably really mad at himself because he knows better he knows what he what he shouldn't have done there um, he will be back and uh, he's really good so yeah congratulations Vicente Luca awesome I like that well done um, we then saw Uh, and I really don't want to hate on, on female fighters all the time, or female fights, but Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill, that was so sloppy. I mean, it was like, oh, Tisha, Tor I mean, Tisha Torres won and she, did, she won 3-0, definitely. Like, all three rounds for her, no questions asked, right? You know, Angela Hill, like, like a Muay Thai fighter again, and I, that's the one thing I hate about Muay Thai the most. Like, after every round, when they walk into the corners, they, they throw their hands up in the air, like, celebrating like they won, like, Ah, even during breaks it's so annoying even if they get an ass beating after a fight they, they throw their hands up in the air because they think they can sway the judges by celebrating it doesn't work anyway so that's what Angela Hill did and it's super annoying um, Tisha Torres was clearly better but I mean Tisha Torres was throwing spinning back fists like they're handing them out like in the supermarket like, like here's spinning back fists there and here Oh my god, by the way, there's also one thing Pedro Munoz did I, I forgot to mention um, against Aldo. Munoz was throwing spinning back kicks like the whole time. Like, but it wasn't even close to landing. I mean, two or three were close, but Aldo just leaned back and that's it. But others, they were just so far away, like it looked really desperate. So Pedro, the first, he opened the, the fight in the first round with a spinning uh, kick to the stomach. It was the only spinning kick that actually landed. <laughs> So, uh, so Tisha Torres was like a lot of spinning back fists, but unlike Pedro Munoz, the technique wasn't really there. So she, wild spinning back fists, like she actually stumbled or moved like forwards while throwing spinning back kicks, uh, fists, sorry. As you know, you probably know that when you throw spinning shit, you don't want to actually lose balance, so you should look at your balance. So she was off balance, so Angela Hill could have catalyzed there, but she was busy with moving out of the way, but uh, Tisha Torres never hit, like, one of those, those spinning things, and she kept throwing them, like, forever, like, she she has too many of them, and she wanted just to get rid of them, like, spinning here, spinning there, like, what the hell? Um, Angela Hill, super sloppy, I did like her in, like, she's more like a media personality now, right, so I did like her in, in her media stuff, she's, like, funny, she's smart, she looks kind of cute on camera, I guess, uh, but this Her, the way she's I, I thought she's a new Muay Thai fighter the way she she swung swing swang swung swung swang not a native speaker the, the way she was swinging her shots that looked that looked weird like she really like was like swinging like from the outside like giving first she was slower way slower than Tisha Torres but also when you swing from the outside you give Tisha, the opponent way too much time to react to it so I don't know what happened there uh, Tisha Torres the tiny tornado so she just sprinted forward the whole time and then the combos like one two three combinations um it was more than en enough to, to keep angela hill busy Angela had like two two i don't know good moments where she took uh tisha torres down but it couldn't do much like one time the the time ran out the other time tisha torres was able i think to reverse it or get up i forgot anyways it was a clear decision um for tisha torres i don't know which judge had it 29 28 because it was a clear 3-0 in my opinion for tisha torres and i was actually hoping angela hill would win so that she finally can back up what she's been saying on all those podcasts and interviews all the time that she is so good that she can beat valentina shevchenko and all those things yeah never gonna see that now unfortunately um, so congratulations tisha torres 
but that, that was like on both sides. T-shirt was better, but it wasn't wow awesome. Like Angela Hill just didn't have anything for her, and it still looked a bit sloppy from T-shirt Torres. To be honest, um, to I mean, I don't want to see her fighting for the title or whatever soon. I think she needs three, four, five more fights to. <laughs> that sounds like a lot, right? But it was just it looked too sloppy. I'm sorry. Um, can she still? Can she kick my ass? Yes. Can Angela Hill kick my ass? Of course. But you're in the UFC, so you should be doing better. Um, before that, we saw Song Yedong was Casey Kenny, and there were people like saying this a robbery. I don't understand what fight they were watching. I had Song Yedong winning this, like not even. I mean, it wasn't the clear cut decision. Like, wasn't like he was beating Casey Kenny up. But I think Song Yedong did win that. Um, so I, I don't have any problem. He won 29, 28, 28, 29, 30, 27. Okay, the 30, 27 is ridiculous. Um, and actually, I mean, it just means that the judge gave him all three rounds, right? So it's not that ridiculous. So it sounds ridiculous because it wasn't like a clear cut, like super clear ass beating. But, I mean, you can give him the... I mean, the first one was Casey Kenny, but, uh, I mean, you could say maybe something Yadong landed, maybe gave him the round, and then round two and three was Song Yadong, in my opinion. So it's not a robbery. Congratulations, Song Yadong. Um, Casey Kenny moved around a lot, but that's what he did against Cruz, too, and it didn't help him. He moves around a lot, but Song Yadong, like, clearly the the harder punches and the better hits, like, also lots to the body than to the face. Body, 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 face. Um, there was just... I, I had Song Yedong all day here, so not mad at this. Um, last fight that I want to quickly talk about was uh, the last fight on the prelims. Fitziev versus Bobby Green. That was kind of funny. Um, Fitziev clearly good, like, took the first round, second round, got a bit closer, but then third round was all Bobby Green, like, with his, like, yeah, come on, come on, and just moving and sticking and punching and jab, 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 jab. It was really good. So the third round was, like, all Bobby Green. And here also one judge had it 30-27, like, what? Those was judges. Um, then, so 30-27, 29-28, 29-28, I'm not mad at the, the, the 2-1 for Fitziev, but the 3-0, that, that's just that just was not what actually happened. Bobby Green looked really good in the third round. Um, should have started sooner, though, of course, but it looked really good. Uh, if the round a bit longer, maybe he even has a chance to stop Fitziev. But um, so it's all it's Fitziev in this case. Not mad at the, the result, of course. Good job by Fitziev. Great fight. Great fight was fight of the night, I believe. So congratulations to both. Afterwards, they took pictures together, like in in, in the hallway and stuff. So they're both okay with, with each other, which is nice to see sometimes. Congratulations, Rafael Fitziev. Uh, great fight. That was fun. All right. Um, yeah, so then next week, uh, there's no UFC, uh, but there's Bellator. Yeah, Bellator. And there are two fights that I want to quickly talk about. One is um, the welterweight feature fight between Andrei Koreshkov, uh, Koreshkov, sorry, Koreshkov, and Sabah Humasi. Um, yeah. Koreshkov has been a bit in the news of like like people like, Raising him as like the next big thing, and of course he's been good. Let me check his record: twenty-three and four, while Homasia is on fifteen and nine. Um, so Koreshkov has been in the news like not only lately, but has been in the news for a while now. It's like there's this huge, uh, big prospect. Well, not that big because it's one hundred seventy pounds, but <laughs> there's a prospect. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, cu I'm curious to see how he does against um, Homasi here. I think. Uh, I want to see him like step up in competition a little bit to see if he's really all that, if he deserves all the hype that he's been getting. Speaking of hype, 
the number one or number two hype fighter in Bellator, uh, maybe behind AJ McKee, of course, the champion in uh, middleweight, Gegard Musasi takes on John Selta. John Selta, who's on a record of 18 and 4, is a little bit shorter than Musasi. Um, yeah, Musasi <laughs> record 47-7-2. Um, yeah, how can you pick against Musasi, right? In, in welterweight, uh, middleweight, sorry, you never pick against Musasi. Also here, um, you, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> you see how I'm, how I'm struggling to find a reason why Musasi might be in trouble. I mean, every fight, everything can happen, <laughs> all those cliches. But of course, yeah, I think Musasi is taking this. But just good to see Musasi in action again. And I hope Salter gives him a go for, for the money, um, for his title. But yeah, it's just hard to see Musasi or imagine Musasi lose um, unless it's Rory McDonald's, of course. Speaking of Rory McDonald, the PFL is back. First, um, first round of playoffs. Um, there we have the welterweight semifinal of the PFL where Rory McDonald takes on <clears throat> Cooper the Third. If I didn't write down his first name, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Let's call him Michael. I don't know. Cooper the Third. Um, yeah, you can't bet against Roy McDonald, even though his showings in PFL haven't been that dominant. So, I mean, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost. <laughs> I'm lusting for a vintage Roy McDonald performance here. He lost two, which was ridiculous, by the way, but he lost to Gleison Thibault, who's also fighting on the same day, by the way, against uh, Derek. Derek? I didn't write down any last names. Against uh, Derek, I think it's Derek Millender. Um, UFC veteran as well, I believe. Jose Bellano, UFC, right? Uh, also hard to predict because Thibault isn't like their winning machine, but he won, won against Roy McDonald. Shouldn't have won, uh, but definitely like one of his best performances as of late. And I mean, he's on the Brazilian-Mexican beef diet, I guess. But yeah, so that, that's, that's two of the fights that are on uh PFL next Friday, this coming Friday. Again, of course, you have to take McDonald. How can you not uh, pick McDonald in any fight that, that he's in? Um, but given that he hasn't been a, a dominant as of late, uh, I'm not sure if that's... And PFL is always good for surprises these days, right? I mean, just look back like at the at some of the last events that we saw. Hmm. Yeah, but still, of course, picking uh, Roy McDonald here, probably with like a vintage McDonald performance, like vintage in terms of um, grinding it out, I would assume. Uh, we also have one championship again this coming week. Uh, my note said one championship battleground, two fights. Who cares? Because <laughs> that fight card looks really lame. Um, biggest name on the fight card is Eduardo, Fo Eduardo Folayang, a former champion from the Philippines. Um, a bit over the hill by now. Yes, you can kick my ass. Don't do it. But like not that, not in title contention anymore. Um, lots of classical wushu fighter, lots of spinning back kicks. Um, the, uh, the landslide is his nickname. So he used to like maul people. Uh, hasn't been able to do this in a while. Got caught in submissions quite a lot in his last losses. Uh, I hope he can bounce back because he kind of helped put one championship on the map. But yeah, but that's about it. So the rest are fighters that are on, on, not necessarily on the radar. So it's like a, mm, should I say it? And I get blocked by even more people from one championship. Um, it's a bit of a placeholder um, event, I think. Sorry. All right. Um, so, but 
given that it's a placeholder event, we don't talk about it. <laughs> don't block me, one championship, but enough that you see or block me already. Um, so that's it for, for the review and the preview of this week's, this past week's, and the next week. <coughs> Sorry, uh, MA events. Let me know what do you think about UFC 265? What do you think about well, Louis' performance? What do you think about Jose Aldo, Vincente Luque, <laughs> Torres versus Hill, and what, all those things? What do you expect from the upcoming PFL? What do you expect from um, the upcoming one championship or Bellator fights? And then after that, we talk about UFC again. And we also have Bare Knuckle. Bare Knuckle is back in two weeks, and they just made a huge announcement. They signed the signed. Chad Mendes, but since this week there's no bare knuckle coming, I'm going to talk about it next time. But Chad Mendes now a bare knuckle BKFC fighter, so this should be very interesting to see. Um, all this then next time around. Until then, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this podcast, video, audio, wherever you listen, watch this. Um, stay safe, take care, and I'll see and talk to you soon. Sorry, Cap. <laughs>